1: Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is March seventeenth. Andy, how are we doing?
0: Brendan, I'm doing wonderful. It's uh March Madness. I think, you know St. Patrick's I, Day. I, yeah, I mean, I would say that, you know, Thursday of March Madness is is probably the best day in sports, but this year, I mean, I think the 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 scales weigh to Friday because you got live golf first round on live the W app. <laughs> Liv but all, all jokes aside i i honestly if i was uh if i wasn't a a golf um media member i don't think i would know that live was playing this week it is just so far down the list of things that i'm paying attention to in the world um and the and the sports world and then the golf world like it's like story like f in the golf world
1: ryan brem is ahead of it is that what you're suggesting? Ryan Brem's Ace. <laughs> Probably Justin Thomas's insanity and the ramblings of a madman. I,
0: I haven't even seen anything about the event.
1: I haven't either. I've seen a couple I mean, Bryson's thing about the most atrocious decision you could ever do for golf, like Bryson again struggling with superlatives. Like, there's worse things that could happen to golf. Like, we could just outlaw it. Like in China, there's a lot of more, more atrocious things, Bryson, um, to take it ten yards away from your drive. But
0: real, uh, real talk though, the NCAA tournament. I've had it just on in the background. I've been working. Yeah. You know, firm paladins my, fighting. Brad, Praxen. how about it's just like right out of the gates. Almost every year, you just get like this. Like, yep. I, I, it's unbelievable how this happens.
1: That Maryland like, game is good. Yep. Yeah. First two games were bangers here from the especially in the DMV region, Maryland and Virginia. Yeah. So well, you got um, you
0: got the line eye coming up. Everybody will be listening to this probably after the game. You know, I, saw I, tr- I
1: I tried to listen to some gamble like real gambling podcasts, trying to figure out my pools and, and some bets. People are not enthused by the Lion Eye. Arkansas is the, the the Sharps or whatever are, are bane in Arkansas. Yeah, I
0: well, I think this was like the worst matchup you could have given us. I think we could beat like a lot of teams. Like it, this was the worst first round matchup. That said, they've got like they're the most frustrating team I've ever watched. Ever like we've had some bad teams in the last ten years, and I just knew they were bad. Like the problem with this team is that every game they play like 10 minutes where you're like, whoa, they're like one of the yeah. best 10 teams of the country. And uh, a
1: lot in college basketball. I find. Yeah, they,
0: they just like cannot put together a full game. So the thing I it's funny. I was uh, a friend of the program. John is was asking me about him. And I was like, I have I have zero confidence in them. What I will say, though, is like they could make a run to the lead eight and I would not be surprised at all. And they would, they could lose by 25 in the first round and I would not be surprised at all. And, and he, he then sent me some like advanced analytics guy right up and it basically, it was like, (laughs) it was like this team is like highly combustible. They have all the ingredients to make a deep run, but they have also all the ingredients to just bomb out bomb out quickly so yeah,
1: well that's could be a fun existence i mean if it goes one way obviously um to your point on uh, well that's tipping off here in like an hour so we by the time you listen to this we'll have a version. resolution i we'll i saw an
0: oil change this this episode My my hard stop is the line i game this 4 30
1: eastern um real quick on your live toxin point about irrelevance i don't want to talk a lot about live but like I was thinking earlier how interesting it would be to get Phil Mickelson's comments and perspectives on the ball rollback in another time, a year ago, two years ago. And like his going to live, it sort of like delegitimizes his stance on a lot of things. In my opinion, like this is the ramblings of an old man of an old crazy man now. And I just like, or or he's just been marginalized. He's peripheral. He's living on the edge out there. And like, he might've had some hot takes, maybe not Peter Costas level, which we'll get to in a minute, but I still, they still would have had some weight. They still wouldn't have been colored by just like, oh, that's the guy that kind of lost his marbles. Now that's what, and it's kind of, it's it's indicative of, of sort of, the larger fall for Phil is—is is that fair? It just seems like he's been marginalized. I want to hear Tiger's take, even if it's not, even if it's not something I agree with. I would like to hear Phil's take, but at this point, he's just Was kind it, of the I old want, guy who lost his marbles, or as Fred Couples called him <laughs> in a in a Champions Tour appearance yesterday, a nutbag, which is a, just a term you don't really hear. And Fred Couples is just launching him out at the Hogue Classic. Do you agree with that? It's it's a little like if you whatever he said, it just be like, "Oh, it's just Phil. He's been saying crazy shit for a while."
0: Yeah, I mean, everybody there. The one of the reasons is like it's just they're just like hidden from the golf world in a way, right? You know, like yeah. you're not out there. They don't have real media. I I'm sorry, like Instagram accounts that never like that aren't like real media accounts that don't write things that just make reels those i'm not launching grenades i'm not trying to launch grenades at them but like that's not like a media member they're you know and i'm not saying i'm even a real media member like i'm not trained to be a media member i am a fake media i am fake media member (laughs) but but like it these you're not even the golf writers association of america you don't you know that's right i'm not um i'm not either But the 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 thing about it is, like these guys like aren't part of the game anymore, right?
1: That's that's a very yes, that's a succinct way of saying it, and and it sounds extreme, but it's it's pretty accurate. Maybe that changes at the majors. We'll see him in a more competitive environment. But I just whatever he said, it would just be like, man, Phil Phil's just kind of fallen, and I don't really care, and I assume it, I expect it to be a little nutty.
0: I mean, I so. think I would have been super interested in Bryson's or not Bryson's uh, Brooks's take on the whole thing. Yeah. You know, he was am, a equipment yeah. free agent. But yeah. when am I gonna hear about it? Like these guys don't even do press conferences. They're yeah, they're regulated. They're completely sheltered to the media. Like they i I yeah. I don't know. It's just a it's
1: interesting. It's interesting. Well they tee off one o'clock <laughs> Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right in the heart. Of March Madness. And I get there's more uh, audience outside of the United States of America, but um, it's an interesting play for a USA based event, for sure. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, should we talk about some initial rollback backlash? I have Justin Thomas. You seem quite amused. By... People are twisting themselves in knots about like, it's like these complicated solutions t- to. To avoid having to like piss off Titleist, more or less, or to acquiesce to Titleist, to genuflect to to the ball manufacturers. And it's interesting to me, like all all these what what would be what would the Tour Pros least just something has to be done. What would they like what would they bitch about the least? What would be the path to least resistance for the Tour Pros?
0: I saw And Hon- honestly, I don't know I don't know what could Assuming so. I think like we have to we have to address that like th- it seems like the is line of attack is that they're trying to create a problem that doesn't exist. So from that standpoint, JT parroted that, that
1: almost exact
0: line. That's the that's the exact what they're saying is there is no problem, which would be ignoring. Like I think the other thing is like calling. Listen calling the usga the people that have like devoted a lot of time to researching this complete like buffoons and idiots and you know calling them selfish when like this is an organization that's like actually like kind of the opposite of selfish i don't i don't want to feel like i'm fluffing the usga here we should
1: we should disclose they've advertised with us but Unrelated to this, unrelated to their championships, unrelated to having us say anything. I mean, we've kind of popped them on occasion. So like I we're disclosing that. They've advertised with the fried egg and and yeah. Us, but without any strains of For the
0: most like for the most part, like with with the USGA, like I think the reason that this isn't a a firmer rollback is because of all the other aspects of golf that they do things for like youth programs, like diversity programs, um, research on turf grass. Real R- like,
1: yeah, real R&D. Like about- things
0: that are trying to advance the game beyond like I play golf for millions of dollars and I don't want anything to change with my millions of dollars endorsement deal with Titleist. Like that I is cannot- literally the, c- the, the lens in which Justin Thomas is coming from. I had yes. somebody text me and... You know, this did make me I, you know, listen, like JT is free to have his opinion just as much as I'm free to have my opinion. And and people that reply to me on Twitter about growing rough and narrowing fairways are, are free to have their opinion. I don't I I'm fine with everybody having their opinion on this. But somebody texted me that, like, I think, like, probably has some relevance to the game of golf. Um, I'll keep it. But. He said, like, JT's life since age 22 is Bears Club, Net Jets, practice range, PGA Tour Stop, player dining, repeat. And I think that there's some truth to that. Like, when that is your life and In you, a know, you do, hat, yeah, you do a of millions of dollars for wearing a titles hat, like, I mean,. What are what, what? do we expect? I I think it's almost unfair to put JT up there and expect something like I didn't I didn't intellectual <laughs> like I right, like he's not, been very I, insolent yeah 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 like I I mean just not being able to not being able to admit that there could be a problem with having a golf ball that goes you know by the judge of it like four hundred yards when when players in the right conditions with like a long player can hit the ball 400 yards, not being able to admit that there's a shred of a problem with that or that someone could like, I can sympathize as a tour player, not wanting any of my equipment to change. I get that, but not being able to even admit that there's any shred of a reason for them to do this is just so tone deaf And so it's just so damning, you know? Yeah,
1: I I, what I was surprised by and and, and I want to get to a little bit more of the substance. I was going to do a line by line, but I'm not sure it's needed now. Um, He had a full day and a half to sit on this. Think of maybe a balanced response. Think of a more cogent response. And this is what he came with. Also, he didn't have to rant for like three minutes. If anyone, like Spieth, Spieth got asked like right off the golf course on Tuesday or, or right, as, uh, right as the rule came out on Tuesday. Like I could see someone like kind of just flying off in all sorts of different directions. Thomas had a day plus and this is what he wanted to come out with. And it's just bizarre to me that someone in his team and someone around him and maybe this is like you're talking about the insulated world that he lives in as a pro golfer didn't sort of establish a little bit better response than this even like for his own sake for his own arguments for his own positions he wants to advocate and push and fight for like come up with something better in the day and a half you had to prepare for a question you knew was coming and here's
0: like, what he's at go ahead like for example here's I don't agree with a lot of things that Brandel says and, but Brando had a tweet thread that I read and I was like, you know what? At least he brought up some points. Like he brought up some different aspects and like, it wasn't this just like complete bullshit.
1: My reaction was disappointed. and Also not surprised. I think the USJ over the years has, in my eyes, it's harsh, but made some pretty selfish decisions. I don't know what word he's going for there, but selfish is not it. Like, like what? 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 What could he be implying there? What is the USGA looking for that self serves them in in doing this or anything else? Getting rid of anchoring, like what? Like selfish is not the word. The definition of selfish is lacking consideration for others, concerned chiefly with one's own personal profit or pleasure. Does he think like the PG the USGA is taking like some sadistic pleasure and just deciding to do this? Like selfish is so, like it's to the level i'm not saying justin thomas is selfish by nature but it's to the level of irony of sergio calling rory immature it's like the op, like the person who has a self-interested motive here is the one making millions of dollars from titleist to fight against this legisl- this regulation I don't know where he came, where he got that word or what he He, thinks it means, but it's literally opposite of the two parties here. Like what is the USGA and your, what is the most generous reading you could give it that the USGA is acting selfishly for trying to just limit the ball because they hate, like they love seeing ball. Like what is it that they love that, that benefits them so much from doing this?
0: I, that's the thing that I can't put my thumb on. That's what I was going to say to you is like, I mean, like think about Mike Juan. like, I don't think I've been like overly He's, like praiseworthy no. of Mike Wan. I you know, but he literally was the commissioner of the LPGA, where he said <laughs> yeah. there was no distance issue. He was the he w- worked for. I think he worked for TaylorMade, if I'm not correct. Yeah, he worked I think that's Worked for right. uh, in a marketing department for an OEM, and he got to the USGA. And would would he go undergo brainwashing? Like, was there Peppy, Peppy was, Peter? He does, Happy Peter. Yeah, like, what, did they like? Did they take him to some retreat and uh, you know lock him away in a darkness cave with Aaron Aaron Rodgers and say, "Hey, <laughs> like this is the way you have to think." Like, no, like I mean, if you think about this from uh, and I, and I think this goes back to like I think one of the 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 overriding themes is that like listen like professional golfers are extremely self centered people. It's what you know in general like. It's rare that a, a professional golfer isn't a self-centered person. To be very, very good at golf, you have to have a lot of selfishness. It is a, like, I think, a very key, a key ingredient to great golfers. Uh, other
1: issues he hit on, it's so bad for the game. One of the, some of the great things, they're looking for a solution to a problem that doesn't exist. Some of the great things to me are the fact that you can play the exact same golf ball that I play. Ah, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's cool. For an everyday amateur golfer, it's very unique that we were able to play the exact same equipment. Then he contradicts himself. Yeah, I understand that it may have a different grind on a wedge, whatever you want to call it. But you can go to a pro shop or and buy the custom, same golf ball. Custom
0: one-of-one one irons. He, uh, uh, they've Ed custom Potter. built a one-of-one a one iron
1: for him. Ed, Ed Potter. And aren't there like 15 different kinds of Pro V1s? I saw... Who was it, Spencer uh, Sussman? Oh, God, he went Goin- at him. <laughs> Going off this morning? Um, just about uh, all the different kinds of Pro V1s that are in development. Like The whole thing that we play the exact same things and we buy the exact same things is a pretty big fallacy, and he just contradicted himself when he said that. So let's get do, dispose of that. USGA want to bring a point where it's not the case, so we can't all play the same thing. The pros play this way and the amateurs play this way. I don't understand how that's better for the game of golf. The amount of time money these manufacturers have spent trying to create the best product possible. And now you're going to tell them and us we have to start over for potentially if the PGA Tour, PGA of America don't adopt this local rule. So two of the four biggest events of the year, we're going to have to use a different ball. Like try to explain to me how that's better for the game of golf. Well, I think you just turn the lens on the tour and the PGA of America for if they want to just, you know, be recalcitrant about this. That's not good for the game of golf. Um, It's (laughs) just to like get the world's smallest violin for these equipment companies that have made billions of dollars over the last decades. Like it got this far because they had so much power and they influence over the entire game. It's really frustrating to me to hear like the R&D, like these these empathy, like R&D is great. It's good. They're great people, but like not all... Not all the, you know, resolutions or the endpoints of R&D create like great things, right? It's created a great golf ball, but it's created a problem with that too. And so that's not to to besmirch like R&D, but just to be like, you know, world's smallest violin for these billion dollar companies. Um, And they're basing it off the top 1% of all golfers. I don't know how many of y'all consistently play golf in here, but I promise none of you have come in from the golf course and said, you know, I'm hitting it so far and straight today that golf's just not even fun anymore. That's just not reality. Okay. Complete non sequitur. doesn't apply to anything that's been done. He's just (laughs) completely obfuscating the actual issue by ranting for no reason that doesn't have anything to do with anything that's going on here or the rule. But it irritates me because it's consistent with, I feel like, decisions and things the USJ has done in the past when it comes to rules and whatnot and data. You level good whatnot. I mean, what is it? Using 127 mile an hour clubhead speed? If you swing 127 miles an hour, more power to you. People are running faster. So what are they just going to do? Make the length of a mile longer so that the fastest mile time doesn't change? Or are they going to put the NBA hoop at 13 feet because people can jump higher now? The skill is still being rewarded. The 120, the fast guy, the guy who swings at 127, the guy, like,
0: isn't being punished. I think he might have thought that the ball fell out of the air. (laughs) Right at, like, like, 3.17. Like, 3.17, it just falls straight down. And then somebody else could, like, knuckle it up there, right to the... Like, I don't even know if he took the time to, like, read or listen. Like, this is the other thing. Like, maybe he just... Maybe he got a call from Titleist, listened to them, and didn't do his... uh, He didn't, like, read or anything. It's it's evolution. We're athletes now.
1: Everybody's, you know, we're training to hit the ball further and faster, and... Uh, you could tell I'm clearly against it. Then he goes into like the athletes thing. We don't even need to adjust. This is just clouding. the. He's not answering anything. It's like it's like he just told them they have to play one handed. He's just been told they have to play one handed and the drivers are
0: illegal. You're not allowed Can to use I, driver I, anymore. It's we're taking like 15, 20 yards. Go ahead. People have said that like this is a bad comp, but I completely disagree. So JT's talking about like taking skill away by doing this, right? He's, that's what he's suggesting. That like yeah. I can work at something. You're punishing and you're, punishing and you're people punishing. who
1: are good at stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah. So like people say that the NBA rules is not a good comparison, but it absolutely is. What they saw, like the NBA defensive rules, the hand check rules. What they saw was people were grabbing and prohibiting offensive skill
1: the best from players. the game.
0: Yes, yeah, they were prohibiting. It was prohibiting the ability for the greatest offensive players in the world and also leveling the great defensive players because like great defenders could stay in front of people without hand checking
1: now all of a sudden jason kokrax as good as Allen iverson yeah right this is why you're i mean you're condensing the field you're not letting the elite
0: elite exactly so when they got rid of the hand check rule all of a sudden offensive players that were extraordinarily skilled were able to flourish and defensive players alike, the great defenders, became way, way, way more valuable because they could do something that not a lot of people could do. Okay? So that is a great comparison to this. Like, all of a sudden, when when people have longer approach shots in, do you know what's like going to be a very valuable skill that hasn't been a very valuable skill recently? Chipping! Guys are going to miss more greens! Yeah. If you have longer, if you have an average longer approach in, you're going to miss more greens. This is the maddening thing about JT is that like of all the guys on tour, there are like maybe 10 that can look at this and say, I know for a fact that I am going to be better because of this
1: relative to my peers too. And, relative. And to maybe my that tour. makes him unselfish,
0: you know? But I right. don't think he has like had an awakening that's like, wait a second, if everybody has to chip more, and I'm one of the best 15 players in the world at chipping, that's great. If everybody has longer approach shots in, and I'm one of the five best iron players in the world, guess what? That's great for me. Like, <laughs> these are all things that should be going through his head. Right,
1: right. But the word it the- And here's the
0: thing, and cannot pay me any sum of money that would match me becoming like one of the iconic players of all time he's a great player one of the great players of a generation but like these changes might propel him into a whole new stratosphere as a player and that's the thing that like i just can't wrap my head around is they like dude this is so good for you
1: and it's, also, it's, it's just not that burdensome a change. These guys, it's not that big a thing of all the things in the world. I, 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 like we talked about at the start. I saw John Wood, you know, caddy now turned broadcaster, talking about change the driver, not the ball. Shrink the driver head so the sweet spot goes back to a dime instead of a silver dollar. If you want, that might be a good thing too, but like imagine the outlay, uh, the backlash and outcry of that happened. If that's what he thinks, I just think this was the path of least re- resistance and the least extreme. I'll just cap it off with with JT. You know, he talked about five to fifteen handicap amateurs are de- determining the rules for professional golf, and you know, he talks about maybe we'll just have our own tour. We'll just do our own thing. Um, you know, we'll just create our own or we'll do our own thing. You're pretty biased and incorrect and self centered to what you believe in. That I don't. That doesn't make sense. If something you believe in, I mean, that's that's a principle. Maybe it is self centered, but I don't think Justin J- Justin Thomas is selfish or self centered. But like the person with self interested motives here, it, at least from a monetary standpoint, apparently is him. But from a game standpoint, you're talking about how it would just actually accentuate his, his, I, his extreme. He's skill. so
0: close. He's so close to Tiger and. and- yeah. From all, from all science, Tiger's really, I, I really wonder like if I, if he's ever talked to Tiger about this, but I don't know,
1: you know? Yeah. Yeah. So he was kind of the headliner. There were others, you know, Charlie Hoffman, Bubba Watson said, you know, I don't think there's a need to make it harder for anyone. The courses aren't getting any easier. I think people like to see birdies and, you know, we're athletes. Don't let us, don't try to, you know, let us be athletic. Let us try to come up with new ways to hit the ball better, straighter, farther like you're still being let you're still being allowed to be athletic. You're still being allowed to come up with new ways to hit it better, farther, straighter. I don't know why they don't see that this is, is not being, you know, is being completely removed. It's not. Um, and you had a Peter Costas. What was his solution? Uh, also, is, I believe he was a title, guy, right? He's a title guy <laughs> or was, is, was. I, I don't remember. I don't okay. think
0: he's anything anymore.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's fault case. What was coach. his solution? um i love this one he uh he tweeted i think this is such a bad idea it's a good idea this is like this is (laughs) i I like i don't think i'm gonna forget about this for a long time it's it's unbelievable he tweeted that he why don't we just create clubs that break (laughs) when someone Ah. swings it over certain miles per hour it's the you most galaxy that? brain,
1: the galaxy brain shit I've ever heard. These people are twisting themselves in knots.
0: Now, you, th- we just are going to make a little change to a ball, take like a little percentage off the ball, or we could create equipment <laughs> that driver. explodes if you swing it too hard. <laughs> Like,
1: oh, there's been some amazing I, just all these hypotheticals the out there about uh, this is. I like love the that gun he debate, even put this stuff. thing
0: out. He put this thing out there. He put his idea out there. I have to. I have to. Yeah,
1: sure. Same for JT, commend him for. I. I think he probably should have been a little better, more prepared. But yes, commend him. What was Garrett Morrison's response
0: about? Oh, yeah. He tweeted something about the ball, and and and, and Garrett Garrett tweeted back like, oh, "I I don't know, you gotta look at Garrett's all replies." Right, all right, <laughs> just That's correct. I I was I was dying uh, today. I I like
1: through hoops. So. Um, speaking of equipment, and I don't know, being able to choose what you want to choose for the best for your best, go to a uh, club champion you know this is brand agnostic we are not required to fight against the ball rollback you could probably go there you could buy a. you could buy this tour ball eventually
0: i gotta go get fit fit. um it's been on my list of things to do for over a year and i'm gonna go in there come on it's not that long. The problem.
1: Well, why is it taking a year then? What are you doing? I just, I just haven't I'm set kidding. aside I'm the full,
0: kidding. the day, like the half a day. I have to go do it for work. I do have to go do it. Um. Yeah. Anyways, the, uh, I, you know, I might get fit for Titleist. That's the beauty of this whole system is they that great you go stuff. in there, you go in there and, and you might have, you might hate a brand. You might love a different brand, you go in there and they say hey I know you love I like the last time I went I was dead set on Mizuno irons dead set like I loved my I had mp32s and 60s I had like a combo set before that and I loved them I like didn't want to get rid of them but my groove. I like had like wear marks on my grooves and I just had to get rid of them I couldn't like hit short irons anymore out of the rough so I went in and I was like I want uh, mizunos and the, we did the testing and guy gets like i listen you could get the mizunos i know you want the mizunos but your numbers are way better with this callaway and and i was like all right I, like who am i to say like i want to play better so i'm going to go with the callaway so listen like that's what i love about this is like it's literally like what how you should approach you know buying clubs you go to
1: Club Champion. Use the code uh, Fried Egg, all caps, one word, Fried Egg, and you get fifty percent off the fitting cost with the purchase of a club. You know, we don't you know. Get- my
0: issue this time going in there is I'm going to say it's Wilson or Wilson or death.
1: <laughs> Give me Wilson. <laughs> Give. me... Oh, uh, I need a Dynapower or, or, you know, just, just blind yourself to the data. You're like, well, no, you're hitting it better. Nope. Nope. I want my Dynapower. Um, so as you know, they've got 60 plus brands, 50 K hittable shaft head combos, every store. Um, and what I like about it when I went was, you know, they're not, yeah, they're going to tell you what you, they think is best. and And they're not going to take the brand talking points and just say, Hey, you know, we're told this one's amazing. So they, they let you decide, let you figure it out and kind of guide you based on on the data and how you're hitting it. So use the promo code FRIDEGG and you get 50% off the fitting cost with the purchase of a club. Um, do you want to just jump into SGS Golf Advice here Friday afternoon? Uh, I well, got a bunch of them. What? You
0: don't want to talk about the, the leaderboard?
1: Ryan Brem, Steven Yeager, Lucas Glover, Jordan Spieth and Maverick McNeely. Bunch of guys.
0: Wow. How about that? Bunch
1: of guys that's what i see at valspar so
0: now wouldn't this be a good just another guy win um
1: yeah, does I this guess. profile good, he's won before here right beat patrick reed and great playoffs sean o'hare some other guys um <clears throat> it might week after
0: a big event a, a couple God, big events this would be a deal and just jam it, jam it i up. know Listen, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm starting to move off my take. He's putting well. He's hitting the ball well. All Sound signs like are to
1: him. Puts well. Like the How
0: bottom. about your guy, Tommy Fleetwood? Cruising. Yeah, I'm hot. I'm hot, maybe. <laughs> One and done, it's a, gambling. It's podcast. amazing when you get when you get hot and one and done. It's just it's like, so good. It's just <laughs> like there's. I remember I won my league last year that I'm in, and the year before I finished like almost in dead last, and it was yep. just because like every it was seemed like every the next week after I picked a guy, the guy would play really well, and I was like just one week off all year, and it was so maddening. And then the last year it was just like every time he's like right on the leaderboard, I was like ah. Oh, this is great. Top ten, top ten. Top. Um, so, SGS yeah. golf advice.
1: SGS golf advice. We don't want to, you don't want to talk about the Hogue Classic or Freddie Couples go, call, going off about the Zalatoris. Zalatoris, juicy. What do you say? He, he was offered like twenty five, thirty mil, and then they came back for a hundred and thirty million. Was his offer? And Couples and Zalatoris apparently have the same agent. Um, so he's letting it rip out there at the uh, Newport.
0: Maybe he's going for the pip. <laughs> you, know, you know what it's my it's... favorite part about Brandel's take was? What? He asked about the Champions Tour. He's the only person I've seen ask about the Champions Tour. What about the Champions Tour? <laughs> what about the Champions? I almost I almost replied uh, <laughs> Thank I, you I, final, finally the... somebody is talking about the Champions Tour but I was worried that he was going to block me again.
1: Put it you know- <laughs> Put in a voice to the voiceless. Brandall, thank you for speaking up on behalf of the Champions Tour. I did like Lanny Watkins on Golf Channel speaking. He was great. Little Champions Tour stuff. Yeah. Talk about how even those guys don't move the ball anymore. Came up with it. How about Um, his Ernie stuff? That was was riveting. I heard you. All right. He's the only guy
0: out there hitting shots still.
1: You got your Illinois game coming up. SGSGolfAdvice at gmail.com is the email. I got four set aside for today. I don't know if we'll get through all of them. This is a fun story. I don't even know if this guy has advice for us, but he ends it with a question. I'm writing this email to you immediately following a hilarious round I just had with two customers. Relevant. For context, the three of us have been talking about playing golf for the better part of three years. Yeah, man, we really need to get out there and play together. This happens to me so much. We got to get out and play together. Like, never. Like, yeah, it's never going to happen. (laughs) It's like so many guys, like, text me to... Yeah, we'll get out there soon. Not happening. It just doesn't happen. But up until now, it was only words. I've even offered to host them at my country club. We picked a date and made it happen. Weather wasn't looking great. So I texted the upper 40s, 30% chance of rain. So I texted the group the night before that it'll be a little colder, but I still wanted to play. One of the customers, let's call him Tyrrell, because no good course no course is good enough for Tyrell Hatton, has always been the one to bail when we pick a date or shoots down any date anyone proposes. So Tyrrell responds that he had heard the course again. Remember, this is my country club quote, isn't in very good shape. And I'm afraid that any rain is going to be bad. So he's ripping the guy's club. I heard it wasn't in any good shape. (laughs) I have so much work right now that I'm hesitant to play in cold weather and not great conditions End quote, because I was a little pissed because this is where I belong and he's shitting on it. Never having played there or set foot there. It's a customer. After some back and forth, we are playing. Weather ended up being perfect, no rain at all, and it warmed up to the mid-50s. <laughs> I get there early to eat breakfast and do some work before the round. Tyrrell, who's just shit on my course, says it's in bad shape. He <laughs> doesn't want to play. He's like texting. Shows up to get his full one-hour lawn warm-up in. Uh, I've never played with him before, but on the range, I begin to see all of these golf gadgets come out. He pulls out his phone and sets up a little launch monitor thing. On the first tee, he throws me his golf ball, and it is warm, like really warm. And then I see he has a little pouch that he plugs into the cart to keep his balls warm when he plays in the cold. He also has a towel clipped to his belt. He uses flex tees (laughs) for improved distance. And he sends a picture of the flex tee. yes. And the guy who was like bitching about the course not being very good or in sh- good shape, and he doesn't like, like playing the course. You're goals.
0: helpless. You can't. You yeah, can't yeah, say yeah. anything.
1: He's got a launch monitor, with, like the little phone launch monitor. But yes, yes, the ball warmer. I took a little joy in the par three eleventh hole, watching him skull his tee shot in the water, <laughs> chunk his redo into the water, and then throw a third ball into the shit while walking <laughs> off the hole. During the ride to the next hole, he takes a hit of something from a vape is very from a vape, and is very coy about it when I ask what it was. He said it was something to calm him down. He <laughs> lost his swing on the remaining six holes, but it was a fun round. The other customer shot even par and was completely unaffected by his coworker. My question is, when do I invite him to play again or should I? I think you have to invite this guy to play again. The ball warmer plugged into the cart See? is
0: just incredible gold. I think... I think this guy's got the perfect attitude about it. He just is sitting back and taking humor, like taking the whole yes. experience in. Yes. And that's the key to these the, the situations. It's so hard to do. Like everybody likes to think that they could do this in the moment. It's so hard to do it in the moment. But if you can just sit back and enjoy the show, it is just like a glorious thing. I, th- I love that. He- I love that he's even thinking about having a back. It's pretty great. I mean, I love that as
1: someone who like <laughs> loves some good content or likes to giggle about certain things and is amused by clownish behavior, I would have this guy out just for my own personal content again. Like and of course you approach the round with the right mindset, you know, you don't do it for something you're trying to grind and qualify or post a number or whatever you're trying to do. But with the right mindset Trying to get your jollies, I would have him out in a heartbeat again. With the ball warmer and the towel. He said pictures with the towel clipped and set up with his launch monitor. And The He's beauty of it is too. the guy was bitching about how his course sucked. The guy's own club. He's like, ah, I heard it's in shitty shape. I don't know that we should play. And then he shows up and does this. So good. You got to have him back just for your own amusements. All right. This one's from uh, Dale. My club is currently Dale. progressing through through our yearly club championship. I won't say which club. Uh, give some details. It's in Australia. Cam Smith has won there. There are catch catch basins galore, which Andy will love. A few days before the championship started, all participants were emailed a copy of the rules of golf from the GM. As you can see, there's emphasis on the RNA's maximum scoring rule. I'm assuming this is to aid with pace of play as... The course is a championship condition and can be quite a challenge. Myself and the majority of the field have played rounds one through three, just writing down our own gross score, quads and triples included. According to the maximum score rule, the player will only get the maximum score even if the actual score exceeds the maximum. So a quad becomes a double, right? Mm-hmm. That's all right. But they're this still is writing down. in the down, club championship. Yes, they're still writing down quads, triples, they're writing down. Maximum score is agreed to as a net double for any given player. A very small number of players who are aware of the rule have written net double on their scorecard, which is allowable under the rule. So writing a six instead of holding out for an eight. There's only one small problem. Our computerized scoring system we have in the club has not been configured correctly for the competition and has not applied the maximum score rule for rounds one through three so far for any player in the field. If you hold out for eight wrote eight, it would not correct it to six as the rule states it should. Competition results have been generated with this mistake and pro shop credit vouchers have been issued to winners and place getters oh, of rounds man. one through three. I have emailed the GM of our club with the RNA link to the rule and have not heard absolutely radio silence now for three days. We are rep- replying to this email late, by the way. This 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 matter is probably resolved and all screwed up by the time uh, we're reading this today. Um, our fourth and final round is this Saturday and refuses to acknowledge my emails or rectify the mistake. The rule not being applied correctly has led to my position in the tournament as 11th when I should be coming as 6th, and I've had only three disaster holes through 54. To make things worse, 1st through 8th are seated for the final round, and I miss out on playing the seated round due to the maximum score rule not being applied correctly. Oh, so he's going to miss out. What should I do about this? If I raise awareness among the members, they will turn on the GM, and the legitimacy of an honor board event will be brought into question. The capacity, the capability of the recently appointed GM will also be questioned as well. Do I suffer in <laughs> silence or keep this to myself for next year? I feel like the competition is jaded by this mistake. And some players are playing one set of rules and the rest are playing another bifurcation. Justin would be pissed about this. Appreciate your time reading. It. All right. So should he speak out and blow it up or just suffer in silence?
0: Uh, he's cl- he's got to live pretty close. It's this club that he plays at all the time, right? I assume yeah. this isn't like far away. If the guy's not replying to your emails as somebody who doesn't reply to every email I get all the time, <laughs> not the best at it. I, I admit that might be a blind spot in my life. Um, I mean, this is a mess. Yeah, this is a mess. I think you got to go in there and and present the evidence to the guy. To well, the it's GM. very clear. The computer's yeah. not catching it. The rule. So, like don't bring this up with the like he's he's clearly worried about the guy and his career which is a nice yeah. thing. Like there's there's a very he's very being very thoughtful about this. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I think you have to go and just like knock on the guy's door. He's there. Like, where else would he be? Right?
1: Uh, It sounds like like he's trying to avoid him There's like, he knows it's a mess at this point, and he just doesn't want to acknowledge that he's been. You can't, you have to make yourself
0: unavoidable. Uh, And it's like, listen, like, and I think you need to say to him, like, listen, like, I'm, I just want to get this resolved. Like, let's, you know, the best way for this guy to get out of the jam from the GM standpoint is to, like, be like, hey, we screwed up and we didn't realize this. And this is how it. and nobody's going to have a problem with that once you say that. Right. Yeah. Like and from his standpoint, it's like you need to be like, dude, you got to fix this because like if I bring this up with like the membership, they're going to be like, like, how did this not get caught? And then I'm like, wait, I sent three emails about this. So like you got to just go level with the guy.
1: Right. Right. I think that's the best course. If you start shouting about it to your fellow members, that that's kind of at cross purposes with you know burying the gm the guy you want to avoid really harming and it's this is unselfish behavior right he's trying to be considerate of another person what would jt do uh so i think you try to find uh, it's too late now but hopefully you found the gm and uh raised awareness because this is such a mess the pro shop credit's already been doled out it's this is a if you're going to impose this rule you have to make sure the scoring system can can you know accommodate it so that's a total mess all right another one short circuit it's a funny one i'm looking for some advice obviously this is from chris as i've gone back into golf and learned more about golf course architecture i'm starting to spend more and more money on rounds of golf Sorry. That doesn't make sense necessarily. Does the best architecture have to be the most expensive? I guess so, probably. That's why we do bane for Your Buck. Last year, I spent $385 to play Pasatiempo for my bachelor party with three of my close friends. It was the most I'd ever spent on golf. And on the 11th hole, while well, I hit my tee shot fine in the middle of the fairway, my approach shot. So this is 11, Pasatiempo. My approach shot up the hill with a six iron go as well, blocked into the Barranca. So I dropped further up, chunk of pitching wedge into the front right bunker. Then from there, I proceeded to play with myself in the bunker, eventually getting it out to watch it roll right off the front of the green and down the hill. I made a 10 and proceeded to be called by my friend, quote, short circuit. That's his nickname. And internally, I didn't know how to balance the cost of the round and having a good time. So I'm short circuit. I'm heading to Bandon Dunes for a four day, eight round extravaganza next week. And I don't want to, quote, short circuit. How do I manage expectations and have a good time despite dropping large sums of money to golf? Thanks. This is uh what did it, he wants me to issue an apology. Um all right. What so is this, is, this is a good is I don't know for guy? using daylight saving time on Wednesday we don't we don't gain an hour of day that would be impossible. We simply change time. He's making fun of me. Um so this is a, probably a pretty that. Com- you, you, we talked about it. I that know last we gain year. an hour. Yeah, I got it. So this is probably a pretty common quandary. Yeah, this is a common common issue, I imagine. If you play, pay more money for something, do you kind of, you know, not, you know, clench up, and I don't want to say choke, but short circuit? How do you balance having a good time with knowing that you're playing a pretty high stakes, special kind of round?
0: I think the the other aspect of this. So there's the money aspect of this, and then sometimes like people have these heightened expectations to play golf really well, right? So like they, the other side of this, it might not be monetary, but they're going to play a once in a lifetime place and they really, really want to play really well. And then they get disappointed if they don't play well. Like I think these these are, these two issues are one and the same, right? Totally, yep. And I think like the thing that you have to do is you have to like remove expectations for play, remove It's so hard to remove expectations of what you're going to think of the golf course or like the conditions. But like, this is every expectation management is like everything in, in golf. And I think it's pretty like, hard it pro- to avoid. It's though. so I mean, hard especially for amateur hacks, mid handicappers, right? Yeah. Like, but I got like, a day out at wherever. That's like what, what it all comes down to is like expectations. Like, Okay, I'm going to do this like and you're going with friends, which is great. Like if you can just think about like hey, I'm going and I'm going to have a great time with my friends and the golf courses are going to be great. Like you've done your work in terms of hey, I'm going to play these great golf courses. Then focus on having a great time with your with the people that you're with and the golf course should heighten it, right? especially right. abandoned you're going to be on the ocean just have fun
1: right yeah right it, it, it's, it's very hard though when you feel it's like so you hard. Paid a lot and yes you want to maximize it um you want to do any more or should we get going you want to do one more this is less golf advice than friend advice this is from uh, bill for the last nine years, the chuckle fucks I've grown up with have teed it up the Friday of the Masters, early enough to get back in time to settle in for afternoon coverage. Obviously, this began well before the glory of being able to watch every shot. Following golf, we head back to someone's house. Most years, it is Eric's house for gambling and a good time. In prior years, our group has stayed tight. We have played sports together since T-Ball as little kids, occasionally an uncle or friend from college on their way to the Masters. We live in Atlanta. will join us. Eric has taken on the task of organizing the event each year, which we are very thankful for. Getting a golf course to book three consecutive tee times the week of the Masters can be a difficult task, especially if we played there the year prior. Our younger years, they would get rowdy. Eric does this because he has a good heart. Eric does this not because he has a good heart, but because he likes to control the situation. He's also the commissioner of our fantasy football league, if that (laughs) paints a picture, helps paint the picture. This year, Eric invited two random neighbors who none of us have met. I took issue with this. Eric thought there was no issue. His reasoning being, I'm the one that organizes it. Should random neighbors be allowed in without approval for the group? This is less golf advice, more kind of.
0: I think this is this is something that happens when you get older. Like yeah, anybody that's but- listening, that's 24. This is what happens as you get older: is that you got neighbors, you got you got the kids that are Cousins, the kids, yeah. kids friends like yep, your kids oh friends. Yeah. You know, yeah. their parents who you got to, you know, spend time with. And, oh, this guy likes to golf like I like to golf. We got to get something. It goes to we got to get golf on the books. We, we Eric gotta play might together. be trying Let's to check off together. some boxes. <laughs> we got to get golf on the books. Well, let me tell you what I do. And the other thing, like Eric, probably in passing, has talked to his neighbors about this cool tradition, right? Yeah, that you guys have. And they're like, I want in. Right. So, so it's a I, difficult situation.
1: I I agree with you that the, the, the circle expands and you just do what's expedient or inclusive. And the specifics laid out for this one, it feels a little sacrosanct and sort of a breach of the tradition of this event and this day that you all grew up playing T ball together mm-hmm. and you've done this for a long time and it's a really cool Friday the Masters tradition. I think it's kind of I think it's crossing the line. I'm with the emailer here saying I think there's a real issue with this. I think it should have been put to a vote, put to a you know the group because this one this one does feel like it's a pretty closed, unique um, gathering with rigid definition of of people since they were kids, and this changes the entire dynamic and vibe.
0: I agree with you. Yeah. And I would like how I might approach it is say, hey Eric, like I think we got to keep this the way it was. It, it it's not broke, let's not fix it. Maybe use some of JT's JT's quotes. You could say, hey, you're trying to solve a problem that doesn't exist by bringing more people in. But like explaining, if all of us brought two new people in, this wouldn't be the same, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. I, it feels like sort of a, a sacrosanct. yeah, a, a group. So, uh, all right, I think that does it for SGS golf advice. Illinois running late. Did K- Kansas play before them against Howard? Right. In yeah. Des Moines. Is it tip it off yet? We're about to tip off. So,
0: all right, everyone, enjoy nice your Arizona. Fridays. I'm getting, I'm getting nervous after I demolished uh, Arizona on the pod that they're going to make like a final four run. I'm seeing them in lots of brackets, final four, like lots of experts. I'm like, oh. <laughs> seeing people talk about how good the team is I'm like oh no I watched them I watched them twice and I've given out takes about them
1: I think uh, someone subscribed me to the Cleeks newsletter <laughs> I'm getting emails about Cleeks updates <laughs> season and review season and update that's
0: an amazing prank that's amazing I'm getting emails. Hey emails uh, who'd you one. pick to win
1: what Liv who'd you pick to
0: no, the the tournament. tournament. You're talking Houston. about doing brackets with your kids. Houston. You worried about Houston. Sasser?
1: I am. I am. But a lot of people have injuries. I, I I like Houston. And I think Drake and Kent State are both gonna win on that side, uh that part of the
0: bracket. Indiana, Man. Dune, yeah. You're going against Kyle Robinson in Indiana. You you think that race <laughs> Kevin race Clark Thompson?
1: in Miami, Kyle Robinson in Indiana. Yeah. You got I don't Race know.
0: Thompson times coming early, huh?
1: Yeah, the fighting—you uh, know, Ben Curtis, Kent State, Corey Connors—they're—they're gonna—they're gonna ride. Past <laughs> Corey
0: them. Connors just uh, just popped off about the equipment thing. Uh, was it good? No.
1: <laughs> Has anyone had like a real like? guess Brandon Matthews we had on. I, there's motives for a lot of guys. I, I think people How about Charlie off roll back. Wow. Honestly, I've tried to like avoid it. Was, did he say more after that serious interview? He went nuts on TV or something, I think.
0: The tough of grass? Call, he called into that serious... It, it sounded like he called into it, the, was, the, the yeah. serious interview from like a, the top of a mountain on a windy day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Everyone, enjoy your weekends. Uh, we will be back with you on Monday to, I don't know, I guess recap, Liv Tuxin, if anyone watches that, Valspar any other ball comments uh thank you for your continued support of the podcast enjoy your